0: Welcome to the Grace for the Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Leo. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you on your own growth journey by empowering you to live your life with authenticity, freedom, and confidence. We will get real and raw as we dive into honest conversations about life, faith, business, relationships, dating, healing, and so much more. My goal is that you would walk away from our time together feeling a little less alone, a little less crazy, and a little more brave to be yourself. I hope you will find yourself more compassionate to past you, challenged as present you, and excited for future you. Embrace the story. Welcome the messy of it all. Sit in the unknown. And most importantly, live authentically. So, pull up a chair in my virtual living room and let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Grace for the Growth. I have for you today my friend, Aaron Solomon. Now, Aaron and I are like friends in real life. Yeah. Like, we met in real life <laughs> through real circumstances. Yeah. We do life together, we're in the same home church yeah. together um and so a lot of a lot of my guests on here are either internet friends a lot of them I've never met in real life uh but Aaron is is different (laughs) different in my life I see him every single week week. so I hear his voice every (laughs) single week uh but all kidding aside, I am excited for yeah. you to get to hear from him and for him to be here and just share about his growth journey and all of that. So first of all, friend, thank you for being on the podcast. Of course, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um so tell us, who is Aaron Solomon? Yeah. yeah. Who are you? Oh man. Let the people, catch the people catch, up on yeah, who you man. are.
1: A uh, little Aaron. So I, I'm Aaron Solomon. I am born and raised from Houston, Texas. Now living in the good old Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, been here for about seven years. Um, came here out of, uh, really it was my my flesh would say it was, it was just I want to go to school in Tennessee. But it's most definitely... Uh, God, because I don't think I really wanted to go to school in Tennessee, uh, but the doors opened that way. Um, so in 2016, came through, uh, and I went to Maryville College, good old small school in the, the, the I don't even know what to call it, but the very small town of Maryville, Tennessee, uh, predominantly white, you know, as a black guy from Houston. So um, did four years there, got my degree in business management, and uh, ultimately went into sales and for about two two years, because I graduated in 2020, COVID year, you know, uh, and ultimately finally settled um, after about two and a half years in where I am now as the Director of Community Partnerships at the Wesley House Community Center. Um, I am an ordained pastor, uh, you know, uh, since October 29th, 2022, so I'm fairly new in that aspect of the leadership role, but been doing ministry for um, a good amount of years uh, starting in college. So that's me. Um, I am a, Courtney knows, very, very talkative human being, um, but I think it comes with a calling. You kind of have to. Um, and then <laughs> goofy in a mixture of ways. So uh, that's me. That is me. So um, 24 years old. I didn't even say my age. I'm 24. You um, did You know, I think yeah. that's important. I uh, I guess I, they say I'm with Gen Z, but I like to say I'm in that uh, millennial Gen Z range. Uh, but that's me. Yeah.
0: A little Gen Z
1: Yeah, yeah unfortunately.
0: <laughs> I know. I was thinking about this today. I think I I think I've known you for four years now. I think I met you when you were nineteen or Man, twenty. I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel like really old.
1: I, I was still in college. I was a um I was a senior in college when you met me. Uh so yeah, it's been yeah. four years. Ooh. I think I, yeah. I went to that church. Uh, yeah, my senior year, and it was going. It was going yeah. COVID, so uh, yeah, most definitely met me then, uh, and we connected. Obviously, first person I saw at the front door um, was Courtney, <laughs> um, and I was like, "This girl has a lot of energy," and I don't know if it's for for real or if this is a fake, but I know <laughs> for the past four years, I've come to realize it's very very real. <laughs>
0: Well thanks. <laughs> I like to think yeah, it's real. I love it. I, like I love it. Real.
1: I love it. But yeah, four years. Amazing. Four
0: years. Yeah, long time. Lots Transitions, of life. Lots seasons, of growth.
1: Uh ups, downs, you know, <laughs> confusing for both of us. of us. Literally. <laughs> um, you know, you've seen me through a lot, I've seen you through a lot. We've had a lot of great conversation, a lot of deep conversation, a lot of uh relationship conversations that i go through you know uh,
0: you have embraced me as have, a big sister I have, I have, and i, I feel very honored
1: You as a full-blown sister um not even just ministry it's just like no you're my sister so you're gonna hear all the tea about my life yeah so you you know a lot about oh me. yeah you really
0: do uh, uh, wild wild this is like very i i've had my brother on the podcast before Um, my biological brother on the podcast before. And so um, that was a very similar dynamic, but it doesn't happen to me. Um, Anyways. Okay, cool. Let's get into the conversation uh, today. So Grace for the Growth, we're all about the growth journey. You kind of alluded to it a little bit. And you know, on the podcast, we've talked about all different things. We've talked about singleness. We've talked about mental health. We've talked about grieving. We've talked about all these different things. And I would just love to hear a lot about um, kind of your journey. And I love that you mentioned like transitions and and those kind of things. I think one thing that might be interesting for us to talk about today um, is just the uh, transition of what faith and ministry look like today. We have spent a lot of time personally um, and with our community talking about that, talking about what it means to seek the heart of God um, in a world that is, I think really confused about maybe how Jesus showed all up right. today. And so just as you were talking and as we were reflecting on that, I wonder um, I wonder if that's something that maybe you can share with us and we can tackle and talk about today. Um, I know a lot of listeners, uh, we talk about all different topics, but it, especially in the last few years, a lot of listeners, have been like, okay, where, where's Jesus fit into this world that we're, we're dealing with. And there's a lot of harmful messages. There's a lot of things that we're reworking and deconstruction is a buzzword and reconstruction is a buzzword. And you have grown up in ministry. You are a PK, a pastor's kid. Like you have been through the whole thing. You're now ordained. We have been in conversations together about just what does faith look like that looks like jesus and and what are what are you learning about that so i wonder wonder your thoughts on that if you want to dive into that i know we hadn't really like planned specifically what we're going to talk about but i just feel like that is like a sweet spot where we should talk today
1: um i think that's right on par with our you know our conversations that we have outside of the podcast but um for me man um my journey with faith. You're right. Like I grew up in the church. I was basically born on a pulpit. <laughs> like, um, my mom is a minister as a pastor, assistant pastor at a church. My dad, he's a drummer, but he's a preacher as well. Um, and ultimately my older brothers, um, one is a pastor. Now the other one's going through ministry classes. Um, and for me, my journey was unique. I was kind of that, that, um, the, the black sheep of the family is the way I would put it when it comes to faith. Um, It wasn't something I, like, everyone else at a young age was, like, really moving forth in ministry when it comes to the people inside the household. Mm -hmm. Um, My brothers were singing and and Christian was preaching. My brother Christian was preaching at the age of 13. Um, And, you know, I'm sitting there like, yeah, this isn't for me, you know. Um, I know there's, you know, a God. I believe in God. But, you know, this whole ministry walk, this whole faith walk. I'm cool you know I'm, I'm good on it um, so ultimately growing up in the church um, and re- really in the church I'm not just talking about attending on Sundays but I'm in the background seeing the ins and outs you know you're seeing the the conversations that happen before services the meetings on you know you're in church seven days a week um, and ultimately that made me kind of walk in this robotic sense. Of, of faith because it was like all I know is this but outside of this all I know is the nature I have in school you know and I'm dealing with the I'm dealing with the kind of 50-50 ball like 50% of me is saved but the other 50% is like ah, I'm really just chilling and I just know that I know the actions I know the words uh just because that's what I grew up around and they really understood it for myself um ultimately as I got older though And it played a part in my, my faith really played a part in my entire life as I got older, because God really started to show me different things in many different ways of like where he was calling me to ultimately to leadership in the church. But my faith per se was shown in like really hard places where I was younger. I was having, I remember a specific moment where my family's in church and Christian, Jarrell, who are my brothers, my mom and my dad, they're in this huddle and they're bawling their eyes out. On the floor, crying in the middle of service, and I'm sitting in the chair, like, what is happening right now? But ultimately, even though I wasn't on the floor crying with them and and holding them, it was still there was this pull, there was this tug of like, hey, this is what this looks like. Like I know you don't fully understand because I'm in my single digits of age, but like, you're seeing something and you're impacted and you're getting emotional, but you don't know if it's because it's just they're crying or if there's something really tugging on your heart. Uh, And that's kind of how it was for a long time. Like, my family would have these spiritual moments. Um, You know, I would see my brother in his room studying the word, crying, tears, like flowing. I would see my mom speaking in tongues through the house and praying and preaching um, and speaking words of life into the house. I would see my dad, you know, teaching me stuff about the Bible. And he would ask me questions like, What did you learn about in church today? And I'm like, I'm not gonna sit in here and lie and tell y'all I was listening, you know. Um, but ultimately, you grow up around that and you see the dynamic of family in your life, in their lives, in their lives, and you're like, I want to be a part of that. If they're doing it correctly, you're like, I want to be a part of that. There's something that they're seeing, that they're feeling, that they're experiencing that I have not necessarily experienced for myself. Um, and as I got older and going through high school and getting into relationship and starting to talk to more individuals in the church, you know, they're telling me about what they see in me as compared to, you know, what I see about myself and they're saying like, "Oh, you're you're going to be a strong man of faith. Your name's Aaron Daniel Solomon," you know, and I'm like, "Whatever that means," you know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm hearing all these different things, and then God started to show me specifically like what he was really doing. Um, he really started to show me through leadership roles, through how I would speak to people, how honestly I wasn't even reading the word, but I had a mentor named Christian Hunt, a mentor till this day. Um, in high school, I was talking to him one day and I did not read my Bible. I really didn't. Like It was more like, I'm going to talk to him a little bit. I'm going to pray. I guess that's what it's called. Um, but I would start speaking and i start speaking about my life and speaking about my experiences and death and loss of friendships and relationships and he said something really powerful he said you don't know it yet but you're speaking scripture and i was like okay you know and ultimately what he was saying was your faith is growing in you and jesus is working on you you just may not know it as you've seen it because you think you think that your faith is being grown just going to church you think your faith is being grown just reading the word or just praying when ultimately your life experiences my life experiences were pouring themselves out and it would really in reality it was god saying okay it's not the it's not necessarily the uh traditional way but god is working on me through these life experiences and he continued to do that um as i went on about my my life and i got to college and i mean If anyone who's listening, and I'm sure you know, like college is a time to experience a lot. Um, You know, I I got baptized as a six-year-old, but I didn't get baptized again until my sophomore year. I got baptized again. And I know there's a whole theological discussion around that, but that's for another day, you know? (laughs) But um, anyways, you know, I got baptized my sophomore year and I got baptized because Ultimately, at that point, at that point in my life, I truly knew what God was asking of me. Um, and that came through so many different situations. My freshman year was wild. You know, was, I'm going home. I'm not I'm, at, I'm not at home. I'm away from my parents. I'm playing football. I'm, I'm big on campus. I'm pretty popular. Um, you know, so I'm experiencing life in many different ways. Uh, you know, you, you, you become of age, you start drinking, you, you know, just having a good time, partying. Um, and ultimately, because as the Bible says, you train up a child in the way that they should go. So as they grow old, they won't depart. Luckily, I had a family that did that for me. So in college, even though I was living this lifestyle that was outside of God's will, there was still that pull that I felt of, Hey, this is not what I have for you. And I'm speaking from my personal life and my testimony. Like I felt that tug. That was my personal conviction. It was like, okay, I'm having a good time. But if I'm going to have a good time on Saturday nights, you're going to wake up at eight in the morning and be at church at nine, mm-hmm. you know? So I was ultimately still in church, still getting, you know, my word. And, but then God was like, okay. And they were, and I honestly wish I could tell you the exact shift, but I think there was a moment. Um. Well, I know what the shift was. So my mom and dad ended up getting a divorce. Um, ultimately they start going through some infidelity issues um, due to, you know, prayer, honestly, prayer, not being in a relationship anymore in the marriage. Um, and, When that started to happen within the the high school times, um, I was transitioning out of Houston to Tennessee at the time. So I was really living life off of like, I'm trying to heal some pain right now. Um, And this is the only way I can do that is having a good time going out to cabin parties and doing all the kind of different things. If you don't know what a cabin party is, it's a Tennessee thing. But um, (laughs) (laughs) um, so we're having cabin parties and I'm just having a good time drinking, um, you know, and ultimately, I, I got to the point where when my mom and dad got a divorce, you know, it was like my whole world is shifting right now. Like, I've yeah. nev- I never—I don't know what's going on. Like, and then you're mad at God, and, you know, because you're like, well, God, you're supposed to keep my family together. You know, you're the you're the almighty God. You're the God who's supposed to be all powerful and always present, and ultimately, you just let my mom and dad get a divorce, and I'm the only child in the house at the time. So I'm experiencing that for myself and trying to make sure that my mom is taken care of because my dad's leaving. They're not divorced officially yet, but my dad has now moved on in the manner of having a child, and my mom is in the home. I'm living with my mom, and she's going through depression. So I had to step up my senior year, junior, senior year of high school and literally hold her um, you know, up mm. and ultimately that's when I really started to see God say like, okay, you're becoming a man. There's this season of you becoming a man, not just a man in the manner of like taking care of your mother, taking care of a woman in the future as your wife, but ultimately a man of faith, a strong man. Um, and in college, like I said, that is when God was like, okay, you have nothing else to hold on to that's going to fulfill and sustain you like I can. Um, I think for me, I was underestimating the power of reading scripture. I was underestimating the power of just talking to God. I'm not going to use the word prayer because I think people get really, you know, high and mighty about it, but talking to God about the things that I was going through. And what I noticed was as I was still dealing with um, the death of my grandma, my mom and dad divorce, I'm like finding myself in this place of peace in the midst of the destruction around me. And I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. uh, this is not normal. You know, I'm supposed to be hurt. I'm supposed to be down. But ultimately, God was telling me, hey, this is what had to happen for you to understand who I was and see what ultimately I have been doing since your birth. Um, you know, And you know, my birth story. A lot of people know my birth story, but I was born with two holes in my heart. I wasn't supposed to live past a, a year. You know, and uh, it's by the grace of God, obviously had to have my checkup and the holes were gone. And it's a whole little testimony. But um, I look at that life and I'm like, my sophomore year was the time God was like, "Okay, you hear me now. You know me for yourself. This is the important thing. I knew him for myself. Finally, Um, I knew who he was in my life. I knew what he could do for me and what I needed to do for him um, to really become who he called me to be. So ultimately, you know, even though, and here's the thing, I was, I got baptized again, you know, a new creature, but I was still deep in sin, you know, uh, there, there, there was a change, right. There was an understanding of who God was, but I still had to deal with the flesh part of me, you know, and, um, time went on and I went through my ups and downs of, you know, still going back and forth in depression and, uh, you know, anxiety and things of that nature. But, still going to church and still performing in the church. Um, And ultimately, you know, time goes on, time goes on. And um, the years go by. I start to see I'm not liking the things I used to do. Um, I'm not going out to cabin parties all the time. I'm not drinking as much. I'm starting to hang out with my Christian friends more. I'm starting to hang out with the ones I meet in church. Um, and We're having great conversation about word and scripture Um, and, you know, still kind of like knowing how to have a good time and be authentic in who we are, who we are, but understanding our faith more, um, and understanding it for myself. And, um, I started teaching, like I I became the chaplain at, uh, the gospel choir at Maryville college. And, um, you know, I have, I have, I had a unique way of bringing things to the table when it came to studying the Bible and teaching. Like I wasn't studying like I should have been, especially I'm not studying at all. I wasn't studying at all. Like I am now clearly, but, um, you know, God would give me a revelation. He'll give me a topic. And it was like, okay, I don't know what to do this. I'm going to Google it. And then I know how to express it in a in a way to make it make sense. Um, and that is when God really started saying, okay, if you're going to do this, if this is what I called you to do, which, which it is, you got to take this serious. Um, and of course, people at my school, even though I was having a good time, like they knew I was a Christian. They knew I was a believer. So it was big for them to say, okay how does this guy Mm. live for Christ but have a good time on the back end? When I say a good time, I'm not talking about the party and stuff, but like still be joyful, still have a good time in the manner of have a drink here and there, you know, um, and still be authentic in who he is because it wasn't that I Mm. necessarily changed who I was. I changed my actions that there's two Mm. different things there. Um, Mm. and that's really good, so that was really good, (laughs) but (laughs) but, um, ultimately, ultimately, they start seeing that, and I started seeing it, and I grew in that, Mm. and I ultimately didn't accept my calling, though, until my junior, latter half of junior year, I was like, okay, God, you want me to, you want me to teach people, like, you want me to, you, you want me to preach, you want me to lead, because I was leading in many different capacities at Maryville College at the time. But ultimately not church wise like i was singing in choirs you know singing on the worship team but nothing nothing crazy um and ultimately he started showing me hey you're teaching people and now these people are texting your phone asking you questions how you need to know these answers you know because you're supposed to be a living example of jesus christ and how he taught and how he loved um and ultimately that led me to talking to my brother pastor christian monday in houston and saying hey I'm ready. Like I I really am ready. And he started walking me through not just the teaching and learning how to pastor, learning how to lead um, or learning how to study the Bible more. But ultimately, hey, there's a way you do have to live if you consider yourself a believer. And he would walk me through those things more and more each day. And ultimately, as time went on, um, it just started expressing itself more and more. I didn't do what I used to do. I didn't talk how I used to talk but I'm still authentic. I'm still goofy. I'm still, you know, who I am, but I'm also able to um, express the word in a way that is unmatched and unique to myself and who God called me to be. And um, I'll be honest, it, it's been up and down. Like I said, you told, we talk about, you know, the past four years that you've known me um, life has been up and down, you know, even in ministry, right? Um, your mm-hmm. faith is a consistent walk. My faith has always been, a it's it's a daily journey you know um and i've been through my ups but i've been through my really really lows um a lot of mm. my lows are obviously you know we talked about that a lot a lot of my lows are related but um at the end of the day my faith walk had to start when i realized who he was for me it didn't start mm. truly or at least it didn't start on my part it started on his part when i was born you know but it didn't start on my part until i ultimately was like okay you're tugging at my heart, and I can't ignore you anymore. Um, yeah. So that that's a little bit about me. And then I mean, now I'm I'm here, you know, lead, leading a yeah. ministry, uh, anointed and assigned young adults. We've been going since October of last year, literally right after I got ordained. And um, you know, I'm teaching them and, and teaching them how to be authentic, and and also how to walk in a godly manner, and how to love. We talk about that all the time. Love is the foundation of our faith. Jesus Christ is yeah. love so for, uh, or God is love. So um, teaching them that because I can use my life experiences about, yeah, I was young. I'm still young, but I know how to live an authentic life, but also live aligned with God's will and his biblical yeah. principle that he's taught me to live.
0: Yeah. 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 I, first of all, thank <laughs> you for going into all that and being transparent and open about yeah. that. Um, I, yeah, I think... You know, I talk about authenticity all the time and sometimes occasionally, you know, I talk about authenticity as being an, an opportunity to step into freedom of who God's created what? you to be. And sometimes, though, I hear, oh, like being authentic is actually being authentic to who I am is actually um, opposite of God's will because it's very like flesh. Flesh uh, resulted, mm-hmm. and and I can see where people get that definition right. from. You know, it all comes from your context, and it all comes where you're coming right. from. And and I look at my authentic self as encapsulating who God has created yep. me to be, with my calling, and with all of that. And so, um, I love that you were talking about how do I be authentic, but also also be aligned in in what what God's created me to be. And so. What, I guess my question for yeah. you too is, you know, in where, where you're at today, right? Like I, I love you to death, but you're like, yeah, in all my years, I'm like, <laughs> honey, like
1: still got a long way to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're wise beyond your years. Um, but, but, um, I, and so I will not shame you're you good. whatsoever you're for good. being, yeah, whatsoever because mm-hmm. I think you're awesome. Um, but I would say in the landscape of where we yep. are today, right? Going from like in church seven days a week to, you know, you shared about your college life and living of the yep. world and all of that kind of stuff to who where we are today, where a lot of people are looking at church life. A lot of right. people are looking at ministers, at yep. pastors and going um (laughs) jesus where are you in this and and a lot of people especially conversations that i've had with people listening are going i i don't know how to be myself within the walls of the church i don't think that what jesus is saying to me or what jesus has called me to be or what I feel peace about. Like, I don't feel that authenticity and that freedom within the church walls. And I can relate to that. I've felt that before. I 100% can feel like, okay, I have to sit in this cookie cutter, like X, Y, Z, like dot your T's, cross your I, cross your T's, dot your I's. I got those backwards. But, you know, I have definitely felt that within church context. And so I'm wondering just... When you you are surrounded, you know, just to allude that you you're surrounded by your young yeah. adults are 20s and early yeah. 30s, so you're constantly talking and survey, surveillancing, um, or surveying people in this age yeah. group, navigating yeah. faith. People, some people have grown up in church their whole yeah. life. Some people are new to the faith. Some people are in church regularly. Some people are not. Like some people feel called to ministry. Some people yeah. are not. Like you have a very wide variety of people that you're interacting with on top of what you do for right. work and all right. of that kind of stuff. So, I, so I'm so i wondering, especially specifically for, for your generation, this new generation, this new culture that we're living in um, with millennials and Gen Z and all that kind of stuff, how – Do we create safe places of faith, (laughs) safe places for faith to thrive, for us to grow, for us to be messy, for us to be honest, for us to be safe, but also grow right. and and be real. Because I think that that's where Jesus would have shown up. Jesus would have shown up in those real places, those messy places. Yeah. He wouldn't have shown up in the religious places. And yet so many times I feel like this world is like, like either two extremes. They're either absolutely no Jesus whatsoever right. and we're living in a countercultural world yeah. to faith – or it's the opposite and it's so, so much religion. And really there's a huge pendulum swing between them. And usually people go one side or the other. I talked to people who were not walking with the Lord and then they swing all the way around and they're like very religious. Or I talked to people who were very, very religious and they get hurt or they experience inauthenticity or trauma or anything like that. And they swing all the way away from the Lord. So let's just have a conversation specifically about like what you're seeing, what you're hearing, the conversations you're having about this middle ground of safe growth, safe questioning, safe wrestling in our faith today in 2023.
1: Um, So the, the place I start is is, it's related to what you're doing with this podcast. Grace for the growth. Um, You got to let people tell their stories you you have, you have to let people tell their stories. Like before we can yeah. get into the nitty gritty of the, the Bible verses and the prayer and, and the, the laying of hands and anointing with oil. And before we get into all of that, you have to hear people's stories. What's their journey? What is the underlying issue or thing that they are dealing with past trauma, past relationships, family lifestyle? What is it that they have experienced? not in, in in hear me i didn't say to get to the religion portion no mm. what did they experience because here's the thing people are going into church and not having the ability to know what to tell their story We. Mm. so I, I grew up in a traditional setting like i did i grew up in the old baptist church i went to a missionary baptist church the old school ring the bell church like all of that mm. and the one thing that I do remember and that I do love so much about the old school was there was this thing we had called testimony services. And I love testimony services because what it was, you get to go up and tell your story. What did, what did God do for you? And even if he didn't, even if you haven't seen the miraculous, even if you haven't seen the blessing yet, what's going on in your life? Yeah. I am big in and, and my young adults and we talked about this, you know, in my young adult group, the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing and I feel God called me to it, is a lot of these young people have a story and they just need somebody to sit down and talk to them about it. Like they literally are just like, hey, I'm going through this. I'm experiencing this. I lost a family member here. My mom and dad are here. And me personally, I'm depressed or I'm going through a struggle and it's like, okay, let's talk about it. I'm not going to give you any Bible. I'm not going to give you any Bible yet. I am mm-hmm. just I just want to hear it. I, I just want to hear what you're going through. And I'm going to listen. One of the things I talk about all the time is just be present with somebody. You know, um, if, if we're not going to be present with them, then you don't probably need to talk to them. Because the once they confide in you, that's something you have to hold and, and, and take care of. And in this culture, in this generation of church, um, and I'm very, I'm very, my pastor, the pastor, I'm at the church now, he, he he says I'm not old school. I say that a lot, but he says I'm biblical. The reality is there's a good balance between um, old school church and new school church. And like you just said, even with this, there's a big swing of the pendulum and new school
0: Break down, break down old school and new school church yeah. so, so we're all yeah. on the yeah. same page. So
1: old school, when I say old school, I'm talking um, tradition. I'm talking um, there's real, and, and it's going to get messy, but that's what we're here for. I'm talking, you know, legalistic. I'm talking um, the ways of the church that, not that it was biblical, But it was the way the church operated based off of the years and years that they have learned from family members in their in their times. Right. Then there's this new school side of church, which is encompassing culture a little bit. And when I say culture, I'm not talking about the the sinful ways of the world. I'm talking Mm -hmm. the way you dress, the way you talk tattoos um you know the music the 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 um the lights the cameras the screens you know which is all not necessarily is not bad yeah. it's just we're it's swinging along with the times but what so that's the difference with old school new school right um and then yeah.
0: the i just wanted to make sure no, we're all on good. the same page and, with those yeah, things and, and the so. pendulum
1: <laughs> is either really old school or really new school and there's and here's the, 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 the real part about it, the realistic part about it. They both have their problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they both have their problems. So there's this group that is like, oh, traditional is the way to go. Old school is the way to go. New school is the way to go. And then there's people like me, you, and the group we hang out with that are like, we're smack dab. Like, ah, there was good and bad to both. There's good and bad to both. Um, but truly what we're focusing on is just Jesus we're focused on the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. We're focused on letting people tell their stories. We're focused on, I'm gonna sit with you in your messy because guess what, I've been mm-hmm. through messy too. Um, and then ultimately being transparent. Transparency is the biggest thing for me in my my walk with ministry. Um, y'all know this, the group that we are a part of, our home church, um, transparency is my biggest walk of life. Um, my first message ever preached was in second Corinthians 12 and Paul and his thorn in um, the vision in his thorn. And I told y'all about the struggle that I had with pornography. And ultimately that was my moment. We had created a space. Our leaders had created a space that I could feel comfortable enough as a minister to get behind the pulpit and say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling with, and um, I've struggled with it for a long, long time. And I'm like, I've been saved by it, but it's still in his brain as a thorn, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And no one. in the blessing part about it was, no one was like, oh, "You're you're not called. You're not you're not you're not who you who God wants you to be. You know, you're not this. You're not that. And ultimately, what it could, if somebody was doing that, what it could be or could become like it does these days with our generation, it pushes people away from the church. Because now yeah. the place that they wanna go for healing or the place they wanna go for honesty and love and hugs, they can't get it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning on that on a daily basis every Friday night for, our, for the young adults is they don't feel comfortable going to the church mm-hmm. and being transparent yeah. and we have to do better and for me being in the leadership role pastoral role of it um as a as a young individual as a young adult it's tough because i'm in it for real you know but i'm also walking in a in a light that um is unique you know cuz you're living in the world but you're not of the world so mm-hmm. um people are you know like asking me those questions and how do you do it and it's like listen Authenticity, and we, we talked about it earlier. Authenticity does not necessarily mean, um, because this is gonna get tricky. Authenticity doesn't mean you live exactly, oh, I'm just gonna live how I want to live. That that's just
0: our pastor says live your
1: truth
0: It's
1: a lie. Like that is a lie. <laughs> um, if you consider yourself a believer, you're supposed to walk like Christ. But walk like Christ as He wants you to.
0: Yes, that's what there the is a is. difference.
1: Um, <laughs> and ultimately, if you're putting on a facade, then you're not walking who you truly are meant to be. Um, speaking in mm-hmm. tongues, my, we talk about all time, speaking in tongues doesn't make you holy. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Wearing a suit to church doesn't make you holy. You can pray, mm-hmm. doesn't make you holy. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, um, but truly. Understanding, like I said, about my own life of faith, truly understanding who you are as an individual, your traits, your personality, your build, your your thought process. Right. That's who God calls yeah. you to be. Now, let's mix in the Bible with it and make sure that you're walking, aligning your personality, your traits. That God has it, like put inside of you, molded you into, and align it with the Word. So yeah. that's that. That would be my response to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to make a space. It starts with making space for stories to be yeah. told.
0: Yes, yeah, I totally agree. And and so much of the work I'm doing and and like myself, work on myself is about g- holding holding space for my own grief and learning how to hold space for other people's grief. And I agree with you. I think that we need more, more authentic spaces and more true spaces um, for that. I think that's a game changer um, for us. You know, whether you, no matter what your faith journey looks like right now, whether you have been in church the whole entire time, whether you're taking a break from church, whether churches hurt you, like, What does it look like for us as people who love Jesus and no matter how churchy or unchurchy you feel about that, like are trying to pursue a life with a sovereign God, um, Uh, that's that's outside of our humanity. No matter what that looks like, um, how do we relate to each other and how do we connect with each other as human beings, as different walks of life, as different um, beliefs about things, as different, you know... Mm -hmm different experiences like we're all going to have such a variety of experiences but there's a way for us to hold space and not trying to push our agenda not trying to push what our beliefs are not trying to fix yeah. people and just holding space for people because at the end of the day it's not our role to fix people at the end of the day it's Holy Spirit's right. role to fix people and so what would it look like if we just as as faith believers as, as people just sat and just created safe spaces for yeah. each other. We created safe spaces for that yeah. honesty, for stories to be told and for stories to be held just like yeah. you said. And and then through that, allow the Holy Spirit to do his healing work and us not take over his job description, us not take over his job description of, of fixing people or solving people or sending them through this program and that program and behavior modification, X, Y, Z. No, like the Holy spirit does something at the heart level. And when the Holy spirit is working, that is beyond our humanity. That's beyond our human control. And if we would just create space for him to do that, Wow, what a breakthrough yeah. that would could yeah. happen. What a breakthrough that would happen in our churches and our relationships and our lives in our community. Yeah. What what a world would happen if we right. did that. And so I love that you talked about that. And I love that you talked about how authenticity is about you know, not just about like, this is my yeah. life, but like understanding who yeah. you are. When I'm working with clients, like the very first step of living your authentic life is discovering who you were designed right. to be because your personality, your strengths, your, your um, you know, extroverted, introverted, bubbly. I love to do this. I love to do that. I'm funny. I'm not funny. I'm outgoing. I'm not like, I'm good at this. My brain is wired this way. Like all of that stuff is not happenstance. Yeah. It's all uniquely designed and so when we when we understand how we are uniquely yep. designed we understand the story that we have lived we hold space for that story we're able to grieve that story we're able to work through those traumas when we're able to work through that and and have empathy for <laughs> ourselves then we're able to say oh Okay. I know how to be authentic because I know who I am specifically, not like the person to the left, not like the person to the right. I know who I am. I embrace my story. I embrace the messy that I am. I understand that I am human, that I do have limits, that I'm not perfect and I can't be all things to all people. I understand I've made mistakes that have made me who I am. But at the end of the day, I am here, and I believe in a God who loves me, and I believe in a God who still has purpose for me. And therefore, I can move forward, and I can act in confidence. And that's what the freedom in authenticity is. It's in partnership with God's design. You are not separate from God's design. You are God's design. So how – can we sit here and say I know what I'm called to be when we're not looking at who God's created us yeah. to be and our strengths and our weaknesses and our shortcomings yeah. it is partnered yeah. together it, it it has to be a, a collaboration it, it literally things. has
1: to you, you can't have the transformation until you understand who you need to be transformed into <laughs> you know yeah. like there, there's there's literally no way um and and, and that's that's the biggest peace force you know that's the biggest peace force until until you realize who you are you know and you can have you can have your connections to people who can help you find that right but what i'm saying is like you you got to know who you are who, who you really have been created yeah. to be so yeah i i 100% agree
0: yes amazing aaron you're a dear friend of mine and i appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and a little bit your thoughts about where we're at in this crazy crazy world mm-hmm. and uh figuring it out one step at a time and so um if anybody wants to connect with you further yeah. or ask you questions or talk to you any further what is the best way for them to get yeah, out so, of you so
1: um i have uh, instagram uh l-i-l underscore a-y-e-e don't make fun of me it was my rap name back in the like- <laughs> i uh, didn't even uh,
0: but- know that
1: <laughs> instagram l-i-l underscore-
0: <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes. You don't have to remember yeah, it. Well, hey, um,
1: and then, of course, Facebook. I know everybody's like, oh, still Facebook? Yes, I'm still on Facebook, Aaron Folliman. Um, And, you know, I'm on TikTok, too. Uh, little A is the name there as well. So, um, you know, um, those are the ways that people get in touch with me. If you have any questions, come on, shoot me a DM. Um, and then, of course, I am, yeah. you know, like I said, anointed and assigned young adults. We do have that going on. Social media is just now getting to the place where we're going to start putting it out there. So not right now, but um, maybe at some point we'll get that out there. Um, so, yeah, that's how you can reach
0: me. Yes, I love it. I'm proud yeah, of you. Thanks. And it's an honor to be in your real life friend yeah. circle and, you're, and your sister. And oh, and um, I I love watching how you have grown and developed and wrestled and highs and lows. And um, I appreciate the journey that you have been on and also the journey that you are on and um, showing us what it's like to say, hey, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to say yes, and I don't have it figured out, and I'm not perfect, and I still am working through things. But God has an assignment for me and I'm going to say yes to it. And I'm going to step into that and just be a vessel for him to take over and for him to do the rest. And I think that is a testimony and an example to all of us, no matter what season of life we're in, no matter what our calling looks like, no matter what our careers look like and no matter what age we are. And so um, thanks for sharing your story and your journey. And uh, I love you, friend. Thanks Thanks so much for having me. me. Of course. All right, guys. That closes out this episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that you feel a little less alone. And um, if you need anything, you know where to find me. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Grace for the Growth Podcast with Courtney Leo. I hope that this conversation encouraged you and inspired you on your own growth journey and as you pursue a life full of authenticity and freedom. I want to encourage you to interact with us on social media at Grace for the Growth and at Leo. Also, if you've got any ideas, way that these episodes have impacted you or encouraged you, I want to invite you to either DM us or email us at hello at graceforthegrowth.com. Until next time, I challenge you to embrace your story, welcome the messy, sit in the unknown, and live authentically. Bye-bye now.